0: okay so it's time for me to clear the air from yesterday's episode i'm not saying that the only option for the new jersey devils to do with the second overall pick is to trade it but i'm just saying that let's not put one egg in the basket let's explore all possible outcomes so we have a lot to discuss in this episode could we get slavkowski could we get Nemish? could we maybe get kevin fiala that doesn't include the second overall draft pick well we have a lot to discuss in this episode buckle up You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So for the first segment of today's episode, I want to use it as sort of a recap from yesterday. So if you missed yesterday's episode, I was accompanied by Jersey Joe, and we gave our initial reactions to the New Jersey Devils winning the second overall pick in this year's NHL Draft. We hold a top two selection for the third time in six years after moving three spots From number five, the Devils moved ahead of the Arizona Coyotes, who had the second-best odds at 13.5% as well as Seattle Kraken at 11.5%, and finally, the Philadelphia Flyers at 9.5%. Now, Jersey Joe shared his thoughts, and I think the fan favorite prospect based on what I've been seeing on social media is Slavkovsky or maybe Nemish. Both players hail from Slovakia, or maybe even Cooley, who's committed to play at the University of Minnesota. So with having the second overall pick, we're definitely kids in a candy store in sort of a sense. However, I did mention many times throughout these past couple of days that the New Jersey Devils should be open to trading away the pig now. I just want to clear the air. I'm not saying that the New Jersey Devils should trade the second overall pick. I'm not saying that I don't like Slavkovsky or Nemish or Cooley or any of the available prospects. I'm not saying that they won't make an impact if drafted by the New Jersey Devils. I'm just saying that for the first time in a while, the New Jersey Devils are now in a situation where they can possibly explore all possible avenues and take a risk. Because if we look at our overall roster structure, once again, we have our bona fide superstar in Jack Hughes. Nico Heischer is obviously our leader, and then Jesper Bratt is one of the more underrated players in the entire NHL. So I feel as though we have our young core set, and now we're just trying to rebuild around them. So Yegor Sharon Govich was able to take a couple steps forward despite getting off to a slow start to the season. Then you got someone like Dawson Mercer, wildly inconsistent, but still has a lot of upside and potential. Then when you look in the Utica Comets organization, you obviously have someone like uh, Alexander Holtz who's lighting it up. And then when you look at more of the underrated players who fell underneath the radar, but still put up decent production, you got to look at Jesper Boquist because Boquist was able to go on a complete... FU tour and just prove everyone including myself wrong in terms of his overall development and potential for this team so I I'm just saying that for the first time in a while, the New Jersey Devils are just in a decent situation to just try to take a risk and maybe try to better their roster come next year. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of missing the playoffs because the last time we made the playoffs was back in 2018. And we got, like like I said many times on this show before, we got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning because we lost in five games. And the last time we made a deep playoff run Was back in 2012 when we lost to the LA Kings in the Stanley Cup finals. So I'm just saying that the Devils are in a decent situation to just take that overall risk and possibly just uh, see what could uh, help benefit their team in the future. So I'm not saying trade away the pick. I'm not saying that should be the first option. I'm not saying that I don't want Slavkovsky. I'm not saying that I don't want Nemish. I'm not saying any of that. So please do not make that assumption. I'm just saying that, you know, let's just look at the uh, possible outcomes and scenarios that could come to our team because the Devils have an opportunity to try to pounce on some of their opponents because if you look at someone like the Toronto Maple Leafs, yes, they have a lot of good players on their roster, but... What comes with having a lot of good players is that you're going to have to pay them a lot of money. So you look at someone like Jack Campbell, who's one of the more underpaid players in the entire NHL. He's a damn good goalie, but at the same time, he deserves a great payday. So I'm just saying maybe the New Jersey Devils, if some outcomes go their way, they could possibly take uh, Jack Campbell away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Or you look at a team like the Minnesota Wild. Why is Kevin Fiala in these trade discussions and linked to the New Jersey Devils? Is because despite the Minnesota Wild being somewhat of a decent team, they're cap crunched. And we're going to talk about that a little later in the episode. But Jersey Joe mentioned it momentarily in the last episode, which is, you know, maybe the Devils can try to take advantage of that opportunity. So I'm just saying like, um, you know, when you look at some of these teams, maybe the Devils can try to capitalize on some of their misfortunes because despite uh, some of these teams being good, they are no exception to, you know, the future problems that they might endure. So a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, I've said on this show many times, very good playoff team. They have one of the greatest players to ever play the game, but at the same time, they're getting much older. So uh, sooner or later, they're they're gonna have to just face the music and just accept the fact that the that the Penguins organization is not the organization that it once was and they're doing this slow death march. So they're gonna have to try to just unload sooner rather than later. But right now they're about to beat the New York Rangers barring anything catastrophic happening. So, we'll see what we'll see what happens, but I'm just saying guys, like look at those possible avenues, look at those potential teams that you can possibly pounce on and the Devils have the second overall pick in this year's draft which makes things a lot more intriguing. Now, there is a risk to it because what if someone like Slafkowski who is projected to go number 2, what if he becomes a star and we trade him away and the person we get in return doesn't really pan out for us, then Tom Fitzgerald is going to look like a complete idiot and the new- Jersey Devils are going to be made fun of uh, for years to come for being that stupid with their draft pick. But I'm just saying like when it comes to doing big decisions like that, there's always a risk to it. But at the same time, I just listed three playoff teams that the New Jersey Devils could Possibly take advantage of. And last offseason, I talked about the Calgary Flames, another playoff team, because apparently there were rumors that Matthew Kachuk wasn't too happy in Calgary and maybe he was looking for a way out. And I also addressed the cap situation for the Calgary Flames, which is it might have to be a salary dump type of situation where, in return for Matthew Kachuk, they might have to sell on draft picks and prospects, wherever the case might be. But obviously, the Calgary Flames are in the playoffs, so I'm sure they're not really picking up the phone for any discussions. None of these teams that. I listed are because Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins, and also the Minnesota Wild playoff teams. But at the same time, Just because you're a playoff team, it does not exclude you from the overall issues that you might have in the future. So I'm just putting that out there. So once again, guys, I'm not saying that I don't want Slavkovsky. I'm not saying I don't want Nemish. I'm not saying that I don't want Cooley on the roster. I'm just saying like, you know, we don't need to put one egg in the basket. We can look at all sorts of circumstances that could go in the way of the New Jersey Devils. So I really want you guys to just think of it from that sort of perspective. And when I say on Twitter when I say on these episodes that we don't need Shane Wright, I'm not saying that I don't want Shane Wright on the roster. I'm just saying like, you know, it's not the only option to improve our team if we were able to get the first overall pick, but obviously we didn't. So we don't have to worry about Shane Wright, but it goes back to Slavkovsky and it goes back to Nemesh, which is we don't need to focus on these couple players uh, on trying to better our roster for years to come. There's other circumstances that the New Jersey Devils could explore. So, Think of it from that sort of perspective, and we'll talk more about Tom Fitzgerald. We'll talk more about Kevin Fiala momentarily, but first, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Rock Auto. So, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain all parts store to stock all the parts you need, winder, often pointless, or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computers, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket with your cell phone, so save time and money. When using Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find all the solutions to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. Where I locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar. So summer is here, and with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now all built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you ever tried the Puffs? Well, you, I'm going to get you hip to them. They are delicious and they come in some delicious, crazy flavors like banana cream pie and also churro. So who doesn't like a good churro? And they're only 140 calories. So I'm going to sign you up and I'm going to sign myself up as well. And if that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try a mix box where the mix boxes come with 12 flavors of bars and Puffs. Built Bars, make sure that there is something for everyone. You know, you know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love churros. So most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar and the difference is night and day. So go to Bilt.com and get all your favorite flavors, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Bilt.com. The offer is go to Bilt.com, use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com com okay so let's talk more about tom fitzgerald so that way i can give myself more validation as to what i'm saying because according to mike moriel he recently released an article for nhl.com and talked about tom fitzgerald's mindset when it comes to possibly trading away the pick fitzgerald stated we want to enjoy this moment for our franchise our fan base my job is to improve the club as best as i can using the assets that the league has given us so we're just trying to enjoy this right now and Moriel also stated that Fitzgerald wouldn't divulge if he choose the best player available to use the number two pick. Uh, to upgrade a particular area, Fitzgerald said, from what I'm hearing from our scouts, there's a lot of similar upside projection with the different positions. You want to take the player with the highest upside that can be an all star, potential Hall of Famer. If it's a defenseman, great. If it's a center, great. If it's a winger, great. So, what does all of this mean? Well, Tom Fitzgerald is basically saying what I've been saying the last couple of days, which is the Devils are going to explore all possible circumstances and outcomes when it comes to having the second overall pick. So for right now, they're enjoying the moment of winning the second overall pick, but it doesn't mean that it's going to stick with them. So once again, guys, I'm not saying I'm not trying to advocate for trading away the second overall pick, but here's what I am advocating, and I agree with Tom Fitzgerald in this case, which is just look at all you know sorts of outcomes, circumstances, wherever the case might be. Don't be afraid to test the waters because the New Jersey Devils have a pretty set roster when it comes to just trying to Build for the future. We have a lot of players to look forward to, whether it's overseas and college in Utica, right now at the NHL level with our young big three. I know we have to work on goaltending, but overall, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils are definitely going places. I feel like we're in the right opportunity to just try to take this risk and strike while the iron is hot because the New Jersey Devils would have finished in a much better position if it wasn't for COVID and if it wasn't for injuries. I know that's sort of like a a small statement, especially since a lot of teams have dealt with the same circumstances, but I'm just saying like the New Jersey Devils would definitely be a dark horse team if Dougie Hamilton had not gotten hurt, if Jack Hughes had not gotten hurt or if Jesper Bratt didn't have to deal with COVID at the wrong possible time when the New Jersey Devils were hitting a little bit of a slump in mid-January. So the New Jersey Devils just couldn't catch a break. And towards the end of the season, we were missing most of our players. We were missing like Siegenthaler. We were missing Wood. We were missing Hughes. But anyway, enough reminiscing over this past season. We obviously knew what happened. But let's talk about the future because Kevin Fiala has come into the light of trade discussions involving the New Jersey Devils. So according to Jeff Merrick, he said the New Jersey Devils really do like Kevin Fiala. I'm sure they could see him playing with fellow countryman Nico Heischer as well. The Minnesota Wild will be going through a cap crunch next season. So once again, I said this early on in the episode, and also Jersey Joe mentioned it on the last episode. He said that the New Jersey Devils are kind of uh, in a situation where they can possibly get Kevin Fiala, due to the cap crunch of the Minnesota Wild. So according to the article, the cap crunch uh, for the Minnesota Wild is due in large a part of buying out both Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. The Minnesota will have 12.7 million in dead cap space in the 2022-2023 season, and 14.7 million in the 2023-2024 and 2024-2025 and 2025 season. Because of this, the Wild are wide open to an offer sheet for Fiala that they simply cannot match. So here's the thing. Should the New Jersey Devils pursue Kevin Fiala? Because the asking price for him is going to be somewhat decent. Let's just uh, not beat around the bush right here because Kevin Fiala has actually put up pretty decent numbers with the Minnesota Wild and obviously my colleague Seth of On Wild he is big on trying to keep Kevin Fiala in Minnesota but unfortunately like I just said the cap crunch and the overall money situation for the Minnesota Wild might not play into that overall favor so this past season for the Minnesota Wild he appeared in all 82 games he had 33 goals 52 assists for a grand total of 85 points and he had a plus minus of plus 23 so he would be a huge addition to our top six if Uh, Tom Fitzgerald is able to get Kevin Fiala. So the overall question is, do I want Kevin Fiala on this roster? The answer to that is absolutely, and it's a resounding yes. However, Is he worth trading the second overall pick? And I'm just going to break it to you guys right here and right now. I'm not going to drag you on. I'm going to say no. He is not worth the second overall pick in this year's NHL draft. I feel like that's a little bit too big of a risk to pursue someone like Kevin Fiala just because, let's face it, I said it early on in the episode, the New Jersey Devils were able to beat the Seattle Kraken. They were able to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. And more importantly, they were able to beat the Arizona Coyotes to getting the second overall pick because the New Jersey Devils were projected to get the fifth overall pick and Jersey Joe said it in the last episode that the higher the draft pick the less likely the New Jersey Devils would be willing to trade away their draft pick in this year's NHL draft so my overall mindset is that if it wasn't the second overall pick if it was at number five then maybe that's negotiable but since it is the second overall pick and the New Jersey Devils are projected to either get Slavkoski or maybe Nemesh or Cooley whatever the situation is then I feel as though Tom Fitzgerald won't be too trigger happy when it comes to making a trade. He's open to it, but just because he's open to it, it doesn't mean that, like I just mentioned, he's going to be trigger happy about it. I think he's going to take his time, sit down, and fully assess. What could happen to the New Jersey Devils because right now Fiala is signed to a one year, $5.1 million contract, and he will be a restricted free agent once uh, the offseason begins for the Minnesota Wilds. So that's something we also need to factor in because there's no guarantee that uh, Fiala is going to be around long term. So it's just like, you know, what do we do in that sort of circumstance? But Uh, Fiala would definitely be a huge gift for New Jersey Devils, but here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to maybe add a couple of prospects that are not named Holtz or Hughes because obviously Fiala, the asking price, like I just said moments ago, is gonna be somewhat decent. It's not going to be like, a Pavel Zaka, Kevin Fiala, one for one type of deal. Now, Pavel Zaka might be the centerpiece of the deal, but I think what might be the overall clincher for the Minnesota Wild is just looking for something that could possibly help them in the future because right now they're not in a situation to be like high negotiators due to the cap crunch, but at the same time, they are going to demand something decent from the New Jersey Devils in that regards. Now, here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to give the Minnesota Wild our second round draft pick and then maybe add a couple prospects not named Holt or Hughes, to possibly, you know, sweeten the deal. So, like, I would look at people like Riley Walsh. I really do like Riley Walsh, but like I said, guys, uh, b- would you rather trade away like a prospect or the second overall pick? I'm I'm just putting that out there. So maybe add Riley Walsh to it, just because Walsh was the most improved player for the Utica Comets. And then you probably probably look at like a Ford, uh, maybe like AJ Greer. AJ Greer, uh, similar to Alexander Holtz, was able to have a big year. You could also maybe look at someone like. Chase Stillman, who's playing in the OHL. So overall, it's just like the Devils have a lot of prospects to choose from. So my overall mindset is if you want to get Fiala, make sure that you trade a prospect that's not named Holtz or Hughes. So that way, you know, we still have that talent in our pipeline because let's face it, I think of all the prospects that we have available, I think the the two players that people talk the most about are Alexander Holtz and also Luke Hughes, and then obviously you got someone like A.J. Greer, because A.J. Greer, despite having a big season like Alexander Holtz, he doesn't get as much love, but at the same time, it's just like, this is Kevin Fiala we're talking about, this could be a huge help for us, and I, 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 and I am willing to hold on to the second overall pick, and then the centerpiece, the NHL player, would have to be Pavel Zaka, because Pavel Zaka, let's face it, he's on borrowed time, I don't know how much longer he has in a devil's uniform, but That's sort of the starting base I have right now. It's not my overall final deal, but it's somewhere we could start. So... If I'm Tom Fitzgerald, if I'm calling up the Minnesota Wild organization, I'm saying like, look, I have the second round draft pick. I have a few prospects that you could choose from. So pick, take your uh, pick because you've got someone like AJ Greer, who was voted team MVP for the Utica Comets. And you got someone like Riley Walsh, most improved player. Then you've got someone like Robbie Russo, who was voted the best defenseman for the Utica Comets. So you obviously could also use that as a selling point. And then Pavel Zaka would be the centerpiece deal. And let's face it, you can't really demand too much just because of your, your cap crunch. So if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, that's the overall starting base that I would use. This is not the final deal. So before you guys come at me, before you say trade, that's a terrible deal. I'm just putting out some names that could potentially be brought up or can help sweeten the deal just a little bit because... The the selling point for Devils, if they want to make a big trade, is not going to be that second overall draft pick, or it's not going to be like the first point that they're going to make. They're going to try to say, We have a lot of prospects that you could choose from, so maybe that can help you in that sort of regard. So, if the Devils want to make a trade this offseason, their prospects are going to have to be the top priority alongside with someone like Pavel Zaka. And then, you know, worse comes to worse. And like I said, explore all possible circumstances look at that second overall pick and see if that could be a selling point. But in terms of Kevin Fiala, he is not worth the second overall pick, but he is someone who I would love to have on this team because he would be a huge help for our top six. And what's the one thing I've been talking about throughout the entirety of the season? Fiala would give us more options because I felt as though we were too top-heavy with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt because when Bratt and Hughes were playing on the same line, yes, they did fairly well. They, they were able to either get a point and assist on one another's goals. But at the same time, it was just like, after that, we didn't really have too many options to choose from. We entrusted Dawson Mercer to try to run the uh, third line, but that didn't really work out too well. We moved uh, Mercer to a winger position alongside with Jack Hughes running the center and Mercer was able to improve. Sharon Govich was able to improve. So once we separated Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes, We were able to see more success from an offensive standpoint. And that's uh, the key thing that I want you guys to learn from in terms of just trying to make these deals which is I felt as though throughout the entirety of this offseason we were just too top heavy so if we're able to find some more production aside from uh, Jesper Bratt and also uh, Jack Hughes and also Nico Heischer because I want to give him some love and support too then I feel as though it can really do us wonders going forward because Nico Heischer once he was paired alongside with Jesper Bratt uh, he was able to uh, you know take his game to another level because I don't think it was fair for Nico Heischer to have you know, mediocre players on his line because he's unable to just pad his points totals up a little bit more because Jack Hughes makes the players around him better. Jesper Bratt makes the players around him better. But unfortunately, Nico, Heesher, he was just in a situation where he didn't really have too many options or tools to work with. But once he got Jesper Bratt on his line, he was able to take his game to another level once again. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, I feel as though Kevin Fiala is a realistic get for the New Jersey Devils, but it's definitely going to take some Uh, Trade talk and discussion. He is relatively young, so he would fit in right in uh, with our young core because he's 25 years of age. And I feel as though he would be a great addition to our top six. And I would really love to have someone of his caliber to join our organization. So uh, once again, I don't think he's worth the second overall pick, but he's definitely worth some negotiating. And I'll definitely try to reach out to a Minnesota Wild Rider or maybe Seth of Locked On Wild, and maybe we can have a discussion and see where their head spaces are at in terms of just trying to make this deal. Because... I did the same thing for the Vancouver Canucks when it came to Brock Besser and Connor Garland, and we had the discussion with Matthew Zader, Canucks writer, and we just talked about like possible trade circumstances that could help the New Jersey Devils. So once again, give it, getting Kevin Fiala, this could be a situation where the Devils just uh, just capitalize on a golden opportunity, cap crunch, live options for the Devils to choose from. They got that second overall pick. They got a lot of prospects. And I feel as though they can definitely make a splash this offseason. So that's my overall prediction. I feel as though the New Jersey Devils will get a top-notch player to add to their roster so that way they can take it to the next level. So let me know what you guys think. So obviously I touched on all the uh, possible outcomes in terms of using the second overall pick. I talked about Kevin Fiala. I'll try to talk more about him in a future episode. But, you know, let me know what you guys think. Would you want to have someone like Kevin Fiala on the team? Or are you set on just being satisfied with what we got right now and just try to go for Slavkovsky or maybe Nemesh in the draft and just see, like where their development could take us, because I want to give credit when credit is due, Slavkowski and Nemish were able to do big things in the Beijing Olympics this past year, so I definitely will talk about them in a future episode, and we'll definitely talk to, to some draft analytics and just see uh, what their mindsets are, are in terms of Slavkowski and also Nemesh, and just see like how it could potentially help the New Jersey Devils, so let me know what you guys think about the overall offseason approach for New Jersey Devils, but for today's episode, that's all time I have for you guys, so thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.